I got this, Yara. Maybe, just maybe, we should ask for help. Mm, maybe. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. We're welcoming you to another episode of Life's Inside Track. I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And it's where we share techniques thoughts, tips, and tools, and some tactics that we all need. We all deserve. You, I, everyone, so we can Mm -hmm. turn our house into home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. So in this episode, we're going to consider why. Why do I, why do you struggle to ask for help, even when you really need it? Mm, That's a good question. And, you know, I remember a story, it was a couple years ago. I hope that I'm getting better at asking for help. I'm not sure if I am or admitting that I needed help. Uh, A couple years ago, we were uh, moving from one property to another, a business location to another location. And there was a lot of moving. And first of all, I'm not sure why we didn't just hire somebody to do it. Yeah. And so that's a problem right there. But yeah. we're not that's not what we're talking about no. today. Well, so, you know what? A question sometimes is why don't we ask for the help or hire the help? Mm. But that's really not what we're exploring. Today we're exploring why we don't for ask help. for help from those we know that aren't getting paid. Or that yeah. it would feel weird even if you said to them, Can I pay you for your time? That would feel... Yeah, because they're going to say no, because it's a friend. So we were moving, and a dear friend of ours was helping. And not because we asked him, but because he knew we were going to be moving and said, can I come over this time and this time? Are you going to be there? Can I assist you? And we were working, we are slugging the, the... well, family and you and I and and this gentleman. And he said to you and I, and he said, do you know why there's no one else here helping the Deckers? And then he added a little bit of information. He said, you know how the Deckers are willing to help people? They're often helping people and they do things when they see people need help. And I Mm -hmm. said, yeah. And then he said, so why do you think nobody's here helping you? (laughs) <laughs> and I, and he's, and I said, well, you're here helping me. And he goes, yeah, because I told you I was coming. Yeah. He said, so why do you think nobody's here? Because you didn't ask anybody. Exactly. We <laughs> kept it to ourselves. And like, what is it that causes, and maybe you're not like me. Maybe this is just Ken and I, and it's our problem. Except I know from a lot of the folks I get to talk with, whether they're selling their home or making a move, and I'm not just talking about when there's a real estate move, anytime you need support with something, Mm -hmm. moving a large piece of furniture within the house, relocating it from one space to another so Mm -hmm. the space works better. When I was younger, people always called me to help move the piano. (laughs) Yeah, well, now you're not younger, so they don't call so much, eh? That's true, they don't. And yet I'm probably stronger now, but don't tell anybody. Exactly. So (laughs) what is it that causes you or causes I or causes any of us not to want to ask 
for the help that we actually need. You know, I think part of it is at some point, maybe there's been somebody that's taken advantage of someone's mm. giving nature and ask and ask and ask, and they take and take and take, and they're not the type of person that thinks about giving. Right. So it's not a give and take relationship. So sometimes do you think because we have felt that way maybe a few times in our life that we feel like others will think we're using them? Yeah. So you don't, you know, I don't want to ask because I don't want to feel like I'm using people. Right. And then the other, I mean, there's so many other reasons like I should be strong enough to do this. I should be... Smart yeah, enough to smart figure it out enough. myself because it's not always physical strength I'm no. looking for. Sometimes it's computer help or it's spreadsheet work or mm. I've taken several years to get a particular app on my phone because it just seemed more daunting. I didn't want to ask for help. And finally somebody was here visiting and I said, can you help me do this? And she goes, yeah. And three minutes later it was done, but I think it was three years. I've wanted that particular app and it was beyond my comprehension yeah. to do it on my own. So yet, uh, when we were prepping for this, yeah. this, uh, radio show, you said to me, I, I said, you don't feel worthy. Right. And I heard a little, Ooh, did that touch a place in your heart when I said, you don't ask because you don't feel worthy? Yeah, I think, and less now probably than for most of my life, I didn't feel I was worth the effort. You know, I just hit something because there's a tear <laughs> in the back of my head. Oh, I knew I was going right? to touch that like, spot. I didn't feel that yeah. I was worth the effort or the worth putting that person out. And so I wouldn't ask. And it's interesting. I don't know if it's most of us that have that tendency to feel like maybe we're not worth the sacrifice or worth the effort or that, you know, we wouldn't, we don't want to mm -hmm. feel that we're inconveniencing somebody. But the beautiful thing is if we can get past that and recognize that probably the other person feels that way too, and they're only too excited to help. Many times they are. Very excited. Right. I feel blessed when I help someone else. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe you're thinking, oh, well, there is something I need to do, and I actually need to hire somebody to help me, which is okay, too. There's a great publication that we put out called The Monthly Bearer, right. and it comes out electronically every month. And so if that's something <laughs> yeah, you'd like that. When? Since oh, 1989. 1989. That's that's. A long, That's a long time, time ago. ago, yeah. 33 years ago. <laughs> so if you might want a copy of that newsletter, just email us at together at Decker Team and say bearer, B-E-A-R-E-R, -E and we will make sure that we subscribe you to that. Right. And it's it, you could just send it to bearer at deckerteam.com or could together as well. at deckerteam.com. You do want to add the dot com because if you just do together oh. at deckerteam. Did I leave off the dot com? Yeah, but that's okay because yeah. that's why we do this thing together, right? Yes. Because we can, when we help each other, everything works better. Yes, anyway. it does. It was Very a good. Perfect was illustration. A per yes, there you go. Um, so asking for help is that thing that we're going to challenge you to do this week. Like actually yeah. when you have a need, I mean, don't make up a thing. Cause you I know, think that 
<laughs> no, no, so no. Well. But even like a good friend of mine who we actually had dinner with a, a few days ago, uh, one time he came over and he saw what I had done and he said, well, why didn't you call me and tell me you were doing that? I love doing construction jobs and, and stuff. Yeah. And he said, I would have loved to have come over and spent time with you. And now I, he just basically, as a friend, it's like he felt offended that I didn't ask him. He said, you ever thought that not asking for help can cause offense? Like, yeah, what a that. different thought than not feeling worthy mm. of the help. What yeah. if instead we reframed it and said, when you don't ask, your friend may feel offended. Yeah, that's, that's a big switch over, right? Yeah. And James said it. He said, you have not because you ask not. Mm. And we're grateful to be your partners on this journey of building wealth, wisdom, and worth. Why not just ask for help? Because they're going to say no anyway. You don't know that. Well, we've created for you free access to over 587 Life's Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips, how to make house home, how to build wealth, and even have generational legacy. And the great news is you get access to them from home, from the office, or on the go. And so what we're going to discover in this segment mm -hmm. is that most people want to help. And it actually can grow a relationship. Ooh, that's interesting. Right? And mm -hmm. so water. Water is a fascinating thing. Like often as we were talking about the segment and we were exploring, like, what's the story? What's the thing we can share with you that will really let the point of how much we want to help and how, like, because I bet you're like me. You want to help. Mm -hmm. And other people don't let you help. And I had to learn this because, you know, like I would go into someone's home and they say, would you like a glass of water? Would you like a coffee or would you like a tea? Or would you like a Coke or whatever? Would, would whatever you like a is. glass of water? Let's keep it simple. <clears throat> okay. And even though I might have been thirsty, I would, my first reaction is. No, thank no, you. No, I'm good. Thanks. I'm all right. And I, I've changed that now. I I say yes, please. But initially it was, no, it's like I didn't want to bother them. I didn't want them to go out of their way. How much out of your way is it to go to the cupboard, get a glass, and put a little water in it? It's not trouble, and yet how much we avoid <clears throat> help. Like that was the point of that story. When you said glass of water, I went, well, what's that got to do with anything? That's not helping somebody. Yeah. And it's like that's how ingrained it is. In many of us, certainly it was in me and it may be in you, it's so ingrained to say, no, I've got this. No, I could handle it myself. No, no, I'm good. No. And you know what? <clears throat> Excuse me. I've even taken it another level because I remember I said, I would say, no, I'm good. Now I've learned if I go somewhere and I'm thirsty, I'll ask for a glass of water. I don't even wait. <clears throat> See, I need a glass of water now. I'm going to take a little drink. Do. Right. And so now you've shifted gears. So and it's not just about the water. It's about anything where we actually have a need. And we are reluctant to even accept the help when we have it, even mm -hmm. when we're asked for it. Right. 
And what would happen in your life? Like, what would the outcome be if you just asked when you actually needed something or said yes when you were asked? Like, either one of those, right? Yeah, well, I think, you know, some of the best relationships I've built have been while helping somebody, Mm -hmm. whether it be that person or even, you know, a few men get together and they help a widow or help somebody that needs to move or whatever the case may be. And we're shoulder to shoulder, not always talking, maybe a little bit of breeze while we're eating lunch or whatever, but shoulder to shoulder deepens the relationship with a man. Like just the ability to build something with our hands, carry something that's heavy, doesn't matter, build a project, renovate a room, build a deck. We thrive on that kind of thing. Right. Like I think of one of our friends who was getting in client 10 friends that was getting in trouble because they weren't getting their addition closed in time. Mm-hmm. And he finally said, can you guys help me? Or did somebody even offer it originally? No. He saw the struggle. No, he asked. He finally asked. <laughs> but also we did see that, you know, it wasn't getting completed. And, you know, we thought, oh, the neighbors are going to be upset because there's tarps on it and whatever. And so let's go over and help. And And so we got a few men together. And it's kind of like the, you know, barn raising that they used to do in the old days. A couple of days and a weekend, they'd build a barn because the whole community would come together. That community had great friendships because of that. Yeah. Or maybe it was tight community and they did it because they were tight. I'm not sure which came first, the cart or the horse. I'm not sure either. Right? And it doesn't really matter. It doesn't actually. (laughs) And so if you're thinking you need some help, the invitation is ask us for help if you need help. And if we can't do the thing you ask us to do, we will make sure we introduce you to the person that can. Whether it's a service or whether it's a friend or whether it's a volunteer situation, you don't ever know who can help you. Because the neat thing is when you ask for help, even if the person can't give it, like the idea is not to be attached to the outcome. Yeah. You know, one of the times I love giving help as a realtor. So when someone's moving to another country, another province, another city, and they go, oh, I just don't know who to use. And we either know the person that would be ideal or we interview realtors to mm-hmm. find the person that would be ideal for our client and our friend. And then we refer that person to them. We, I love it when they ask us for help like that. Because now we're, we get to be on their side as well as the person that they then hire, right? So we mm-hmm. get to be supportive in the position yeah. when, they, when you ask. Yeah, and I think sometimes people don't ask because they're afraid they might say no is what you said, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so here's the thing. Tell us the story about our friends. We went to a wedding recently, mm-hmm. close, close friends. And they asked us to help clean up afterward, like the next uh, day. No, they actually said, please don't help us. Oh, you did they say they got this? To help us. Did they we, say that? Mm, oh. We got this. And I kept saying, well, what are you doing the day after? She goes, well, we're cleaning up after the wedding when the bride and groom are gone. And, and I said, well, do you need help? Well, we can do it. And it's like, oh, you so need help. And you so (laughs) don't want to ask. And I insisted. 
And so that night we did part of the cleanup and there were many hands, which helped a lot, right? After the mm-hmm. reception, we stayed and it was out of town. So, I mean, we were staying somewhere else, not at their home this time because they were dealing with the wedding. And so we said, we'll stay and help. We stayed and help, but there was still lots to do the next day. And she goes, no, no, it's late. You sleep in. Don't. Anyway, we end up going anyway, because you don't really say no when you feel you can't say no to me when I know you need my help, right? Like your her no didn't mean anything. And there was no one else there. Like it for was a few hours. And for hours. Yeah. And then two people came. Yeah. So it, they really needed the help. And yet they still had the tendency to say no. And yet we had laughs and we had conversation. And it wasn't like hard work. I had a great conversation with one of the teenagers And it just deepens the opportunity. There's something that happens when you're just hanging out together, doing a shared goal, a thing that helps somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I bet you've got stories too where it has helped you and those that you really care about. You want to make a difference for them. Well, and when you were helping, there was a little story that went real quick, but just, just fast, like, yeah, well, we dropped the kisses, right? <laughs> How do you drop kisses? Well, there was a the chocolate Hershey's kisses. I know. Okay. I was going to get there. The all chocolate right. Hershey's kisses went all over the driveway. And so we started picking them up and there was gravel going in the bucket and or in the glass jar. The glass jar didn't break. So that was really happy. And one of the young people was just kind of like picking up. And I said, no, 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 no. We might as well just throw them all out. If we can save the Hershey kisses, as long as we get don't put the gravel in. So we slowed it down. And then the young one, the young woman said to her buddy, um, the bird, the bird. And I'm thinking, what's the bird got to do with anything? There's no birds. I'm looking around. And the idea was to show delight in the thing that was delightful to another. I was delighted in doing it well. So all of a sudden he shifted gears and he was delighted for me that it was going well and the whole energy shifted. It's just so mm. much fun, right? Yeah, yeah. And we're just grateful that we have this privilege of growing alongside of you because we're passionate about all of us being positioned for generational legacy. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Now that's a cliche. Yes, and it still holds true. (laughs) We're honored to welcome you to another episode where for over 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you, not only selling, buying, and investing real estate over 3,117 times, 30 years of coming alongside you to build your fund, build your finances, build your faith, and even strengthen, heal, and flourish inside your relationships, really 30 years of helping you build your money, your family, and your home. So Mm -hmm. in this segment, we're going to explore. We're going to go on an exploration. Yeah, not just with Ken. I like explorations. And we're going to explore why leveraging who you know and who they know may be the best thing to do. Hold on. That sounds like... Usury again, leveraging your relationships. Leverage your relationships. So we're going to unpack why that's actually okay and not bad. Yeah. Because we do it all the time. Yeah. So we might as well call it out. Like it's kind of the, maybe the elephant in the room or the elephant in our mind sometimes is that it feels like we're using somebody. And you know what? It stopped me one time. 
You might remember we oh, were. I'm sure I remember. We were going through uh, a transition at in our business at Solid Rock. Yeah, at Solid Rock Realty, and I was struggling with the transition and what we do. It was around the franchise and letting the franchise go and becoming independent and all this kind of stuff. And there happened to be an interview with our coach. She was doing a session, and she had on a guest, and the guest speaker was Adam Markell. Mar- Markell, Markel, right? Markell, yeah. And he wrote a book called Pivot, interesting enough. And other people were trying to put this book in my hands. And then what happened was my coach said, well, I can get you a personal invitation to talk with Adam directly about how he pivoted and how you might pivot and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And what was interesting was I never took him up on it, never took her up on it. What's that about? I, I think it's a word that starts with P. It could be. It might be the pride word. I'm that I got this. I don't need help. Right. Mm. I don't need, and yet you didn't have it. No. I was in a tough spot, actually. Right. And so when have you been in a tough spot where you actually really did need the help? It wasn't just a glass of water. It wasn't just a momentary thing that didn't really matter. It was actually really something that mattered. And you still said to yourself, I got this. And it made life a lot harder for you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you think... I was going to say, you think you have clarity around the way forward, but actually you don't. I was in a fog about the way forward, how to handle it. And Mm. so much so that I didn't even look for the help. In fact, you refused the help. Well, that there and yeah, let's, let's call us. Let's call the spade a spade. Yeah, Yeah. so like we refuse the help when we most urgently need the help. So for Ken, I think it did come a lot from the P word and maybe the F word, the pride and fear. Mm -hmm. Fear of looking foolish, not looking smart enough, not looking like he had it together. Mm -hmm. And I guess that sits with pride too because you want to – most of us want to look good. They're partners. Right? Look good and be right. So the truth is that you leverage your relationships all the time. You just don't recognize it. Things like, oh, where would you go to eat? Or if you're, um, you know, what, what, uh, what's the best what, movie to watch? What's the like, best what's something movie you've, you've seen, seen in the last, right. the last few exactly. weeks? Exactly. Yeah. Or, so you're leveraging that relationship for information mm-hmm. or for help. It's not a bad thing. You, you leverage, like people ask all the time, well, who's, who's your realtor? Who should I use as a realtor? And we get referred and it's a blessing to us and the other people, the person getting referred to. Mm-hmm. That's, that's leveraging a relationship. Yeah. And it's not like we're out to get anybody. You've got to be just happy to support because I know you're happy to support. You're happy to make a difference. Mm-hmm. And so it's, I don't know what you need to tell yourself. How did you actually get over it? Maybe that'll help, Ken. How did you get past the point of saying, I don't need your help. I got this. Like, what was it for you that allowed you to recognize that 
You do it in lots of ways all the time. I was going to say, you're making an assumption that I'm past it. Well, you do it much more now. (laughs) Yeah, I do ask for help more. Um, Well, I think part of it was God kind of beat it, beat me over the head with it. It was, I didn't ask for the help. Then the people that were staying with us came home and and we were talking briefly about this, this author and they go, Oh, we, we came here. We brought three books with us. Adam Markell's pivot book is one of them. We know somebody that works closely with him and they gave us the book. Yeah. And so they went downstairs, grabbed the book, gave it to me. A couple of days later, I was going on a retreat, a men's retreat called Band of Brothers. And I'm at the first meal. And this gentleman walks up to me and he says, <clears throat> Ken, I don't know why God spoke to me. And he said, you need this book. And he gave me the book. And guess what the book was? Well, <clears throat> I know it was Pivot. It was Pivot by Adam Markell. So sometimes when I don't accept the help, the help comes and finds me. Right. And so I still don't know that it's going to give you your answer, but I'm going to encourage you to take some time and think about who is it and how will you start to ask for the help that you know you need? Because you know you say yes. So how will you ask for the help you need when you need it? Yeah. Recently, one of my staff wanted a new car. And she knew that I'd sold cars. She knew that I knew a lot about cars, that I stay current on cars, that I like cars. And so she said, well, what kind of car should I buy? And she was naming some brands. And I said, well, have you checked out the Infinity dealer? Because we drive Infinities and I like Infinity. And so I took her there and supported her. And it turns out that was probably the best vehicle for her needs. And on top of that, <clears throat> that was hilarious. The guy thought that I was, she was married to me. Right. So he gave her the family discount of $1,000 off loyalty discount. And when she went in to pick up the car, she goes, no, 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 we're, we're coworkers. And he goes, that's okay. I already gave you the discount. I'm not taking it away. So <laughs> Right. So <clears throat> the question I have had asked that I asked more probably than anything else, and it came from John C. Maxwell, and that is, who do you know that I need to know? So some of the best connections we've ever made have been third-party connections, not even what that person knows, or who, but who do they know I need to know? Yeah, that's how it becomes exponential, which mm-hmm. is really cool. Yeah. And we're honored to be your advocates on this journey of building wealth through real estate and having a life Exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.